as we close out another week in Project 70, one artist releases a card that confuses us all and Tops gives us another card to chase. This fits in very, very well. When you think of the comic book theme, you think of the hero defeating the villain. This is Acuna being the ultimate hero on this card. And so right now, at this moment, that Fernando Tatis Jr. buying DJ Ski is the villain. That is the highest printed card right now, 5,291. But will that Acuna buy undefeated surpass DJ Ski's Tatis? I guess we'll find out here in the next couple of days. But welcome to episode number 46 of the Project 70 Show. My name is Chris, otherwise known on Twitter and Instagram is at CRT underscore sports cards. And my website, CRTSportsCards.com, is where you want to go for everything related to Project 70. Also, if you're new around here or wanting to know more about Project 70, hit that subscribe button so you are notified the moment I release a video on Tuesday and Friday evenings. And now, other than that, Tatis by DJ Ski posting a number over 5,000. What else has transpired this week in Project 70? Number one, we have finally seen card number 300, but do not get comfortable. We still have 719 cards to go. You know, a year ago when we got to 300, we could see the finish line, but right now we aren't even at the 50% mark of the set. We're not even a third of the way there. So get comfortable, we still have a lot of cards to go. But number two here, Tops is creating another chase variant for the cards they release on Wednesday. Thursday and Friday, but they have no relationship to the artist. They have no relationship to the player. They're rainbow foil parallels for the Complex Land event going on right now. Now, me personally speaking, I don't know much about Complex Land. I've never heard of it, but I do know that there are three different parallels. Tops has talked about them every single day this week, and they're going to be randomly inserted into the product. You can see what Tops is doing here by trying to grab the attention of other buyers into Project 70. Now, will this work? Is this going to drive print runs higher? I don't think so. I don't think people are buying these base cards of Project 70 for these random chase cards of Complex Land. I think the biggest way to tell if these are gonna be successful on the secondary market is what the print run will be for the Tops X Nashville Stars card out right now. That's in combination with Complex Land. That is available for the next 15 hours. It's 10 bucks for one copy. So if that number is large, then maybe there is gonna be some just incredible demand for these foil parallels on the secondary market. But if there's a very, very low print run, these cards may come in your package and they may just be sitting on your desk in the near future, but we will find out to see what happens here soon. And now speaking about chase cards and chase cards that we look for in every single one of our packages, I have to say I did it again. Uh, shortly after recording a couple of segments ago, the FedEx guy showed up here with my orders from Tops, and sure enough, here it is my second gold one of one this year. This time, it is the Mims Bands Gary Sheffield. And the best thing about this is that, let's forget the fact they misspelled his name on the back, but this is from 1971 Tops. So look, I could have hit any player, I could have hit any year, any artist, but the two gold one, gold one of ones this year have been Jackie Robinson from my Jackie collection and now from 1971 top. So just incredible luck to hit two golds that I will not be selling. 
or maybe that's bad luck in your perspective because I probably could sell these two and fund the rest of my Project 70 journey, but you know what? I can't talk about what I'm not gonna do. They're just gonna be great additions to my personal collection. But now, let's talk about the 12 cards that released this week. There were quite a few cards that maybe turned some heads in a different way, but one of them, I think, turned all of our heads 180 degrees because when we saw this card, we were like, who put this card out? This doesn't look like any artist we have seen so far in Project 70. But we'll come back to that card here in a few minutes. Let's talk now first about the top selling artist in the set. Alex Pardee releases his sixth card and his third card in his mustache trilogy. We have Raleigh Fingers from 1959 Tops. Now here is the interesting thing here about Raleigh Fingers. Raleigh Fingers only has two cards in this set, one by Ermsey and one now by Alex Pardee, and they have both used 1959 Tops. So right now, who did it better, Ermsey or Alex Pardee? Now when I take a look at this, you know, Raleigh Fingers in the scope of his five other pieces of artwork. I also think it's now going to be the lowest printed Alex Pardee card. Now saying that still means it's probably gonna sell five to 6,000 copies, but when he was building up, you know, every single release from one to two to three to four, I was just maybe expecting a little bit more. It just felt a little too safe for me. Now you might say to yourself, Chris, there's no way turning Raleigh Fingers into a skull is playing it safe. And I'll show you a safe card, Chris. It is gonna be Crayola's Wade Boggs with, of course, what I'm saying is Rayman on his shoulder. Now, of course, it's not Rayman, but it's a black creature on Wade Boggs' shoulder. You have the octopus in the corner. This is, of course, a card you expect to see right now from Crayola. That's the best I have for this card. And for some of you, who are not collecting Crayola, you're gonna say this is the safest card of the entire week. This is just in line with what he's doing, but it is another Wade Boggs card. It is gonna be curious to see how this one sells versus the first one of the set, and that one, of course, came to us from FDOT. But now that brings up sort of what is my biggest question right now as we enter into the 300s in Project 70. We are now right at about 120 players in this set. And when I spoke to Jeff about a few months ago around this set, there was no commitment to anything more than maybe roughly, I'm, I'm sort of paraphrasing here, 150-ish players. If we only see another maybe 20 players in the set, 15 players, and we start to see everybody just get regurgitated over and over and over again over the next 700 cards, this is gonna spell, to me, one of the ultimate dooms for the set because we only saw two new players this week. Of course, the first one was Joshua Vidas with his Andy Pettit, but the second one is from Bobby Hundreds. We finally get Ryan Sandberg, and this is part of Bobby Hundreds' Error Terror set. But to properly appreciate this card, you have to take a closer look at it because Bobby Hundreds throws a lot of things at us here. So taking a look at this card on the big screen, how many different years are on this card? Number one, this is 1987 tops. That is the predominant design of this card, the wood background. But on the top left, you have 1990. On the bottom right, you've got 1989 tops. And then on the bottom left, you've got 1985 tops. But now what is the best way to hide something? It's usually to do it in plain sight because people will miss it 
And the number one thing about this card is the image he uses is from his rookie card, 1983 top. So we've got five different tops designs on this card. And I'm sure if we look close enough, there's going to be a sixth and maybe a seventh. But this error terror set for me as a collector of Project 70 is one of the most unique. And it is a set that I will continue to put together till the end of this set. And now while I am in on Bobby Hundreds, one artist that I have not purchased too many cards of this year is Sophia Chang. And Sophia Chang releases her pitching Shohei Otani. And this sort of begs a million dollar question with Shohei Otani. Will he ultimately be known as a batter or as a pitcher? He did announce today, and I think a really, really great video, that he is going to be part of the Home Run Derby for the All-Star Game this year in Colorado. But when you think about Otani's collectability, is it going to be in the pitching format or the batting format? If you're a fan of Otani, you're probably going to want both because what he is doing is just absolutely insane. And I bring this up because this card to me is the epitome of an A and B test. The other artists who have released a Shohei Otani have at least shown him as a pitcher and a batter. Now the Tyson Beck card was iffy on that. There was the bottom left where it said pitcher and the main image not necessarily was a pitching Otani, but Sophia Chang here goes with just one position. But we know offense sells in baseball. So I'm really curious if we were able to do an A and B test on this card. If Sophia Chang released him as a batter, would it sell worse or better than this pitching Otani will at the end of the day? And so while Otani is good at pitching and batting, this next player tried pitching and was absolutely terrible at it, but it does make some great video. We have Don C with his Scarface Jose Canseco. Look, Canseco is what it is. You can say he is maybe the godfather of the modern day baseball. Maybe he saved the game because of what he said and his book. We know that Jose Canseco is not really sold that well. We do know that Don C has had a recent low print run with that Alex Rodriguez in a Mariners uniform. So for this card, who knows where it's going to end up. And so while we'll guess for the next couple of days whether that Canseco will be over 1K or below 1K, we do know that this next player will definitely be over 3K. It should be over 4 or 5. It may end up being the number one selling card this week. And it is also from an artist who right now is putting together one of the best looking sets and they're doing it in a real sneaky way. This is going to be Quicks with his Mike Trout. And when you think about Quicks' first card, Ernie Banks, and people maybe were not exactly sold on that card, but ever since that card, every time a release of his comes out, there is more and more positive feedback about his set. And this is just another really great looking card. So will this card right now, in your opinion, be the number one selling card this week? And so while we've seen Quicks now six times in Project 70, this next artist we are seeing for the very, very first time. You're going to say, Chris, how is that possible? It is possible because Infinite Archives uses different artists for their cards. And this Ken Griffey Jr. is designed by Mario Moore. And I highly, highly recommend you check out his website because I am a fan of his artwork after seeing his website. When I saw this Griffey, I was like, okay, it's, it's not bad. You know, I'm not a real big Griffey fan myself. It was not going to be on my buy list. And also, the Mariner Trident logo is, in my opinion, a curse logo. They brought it back again this year to the ballpark. It, it needs to go away. 
every time they bring you back out, everyone seems to get injured. And sure enough, 2021, the year of the DL, or actually IL now. But in all serious, go check out Mario Moore's website. You are going to be left very, very impressed by his artwork. Now, while that Griffey may not be on my buy list, one car that came out today was an automatic buy. And it was because of the fact that there was no hat on this player. But look, it was already giving me an easy buy for me because I'm putting together Jacob Rochester set. But here it is, Deion Sanders. But he does throw us for a little bit of a loop here. We knew that Jacob Rochester was putting out a young gun set. And so we immediately thought that he was only going to be doing young players that are young and emerging in the game. From Kyle Lewis to Luis Robert to Randy Rosarena. But we have, in my opinion, we have the original young gun. We have one of the first true characters of the sport and you could only think about what Dion would have been like with social media. You've got the jerseys over his shoulders, you've got the necklace, you've got the no hat. This screams Dion. This card for me, automatic buy and it's another great piece of artwork from Jacob Rochester. And now I'm going to group these next three cards together because when I took a look at them and I compared them to different styles of different artists this week, these three cards were just sort of nicely done in their set to where if you like the artist, you are going to purchase this card. We have Snoop Dogg with his Juan Soto. And if you look at the card, of course, Snoop Dogg thinks he is one of the founding fathers or a very important person in American history. So if you like Snoop Dogg, of course, you're going to pick up this Juan Soto. You've got JK5 with his Carl Yastrzemski. And I will remind you, on next Thursday, they will be releasing JK5's Tops Meet the Artist series. So make sure you check out that on Thursday. This past Thursday, they released F Dot, and the week before, they released New York Nico. So that's a really fun, enjoyable 10 minute watch. And then rounding out this trio is going to be Michael B with his Nolan Ryan. Of course, Nolan Ryan is the player we saw 20 times last year in Project 2020. And this card also comes out on the heels of King Saladin's Mookie Betts, which I, when I first saw that card, thought it was a Michael B card. But Michael B continues his trend here of being, in my opinion, the most modern looking artist in the set, or at least the cards look very, very modern and sleek. So this card fits very, very well into his Project 70 portfolio. But now the card that threw us all for a loop on Friday morning and also the card I will be giving away for free on my video tonight. So remember, at the beginning I said you should probably subscribe to the channel. Number one, you must be subscribed to the channel to qualify for this promotion. Number two, put your print run guess below right now in the comments for this Randy Johnson by Ermsey. Now, there's a lot of things on this card that are wrong, but also will be right here in the near future. But Ermsey here does something different. Most of the artists, or I think all of the artists so far from Project 2020 to now Project 70, have made their companion cards be just that, a companion to the base card. But this card is actually, it needs the companion card to be complete because a few things stand out to you. Number one, why is the Pokeball in Randy Johnson's right hand? Randy Johnson is a left-handed pitcher. Now, the bird for Randy Johnson. This is very, very famous. It is surprising right now to see how many artists have taken true inspiration from that event and made it part of their cards. But right now, I want to see what this companion card is because this card could ultimately be just absolutely insane, 
but we have to wait many, many months probably to find out if this card really is epic or if it is a miss because we do not see Randy's face and there's a Pokeball in the wrong hand. With that, have a fantastic weekend. Good luck on your Prairie Run guest. The person nearest to Prairie Run without going over will win this card for free. And I'll see you back on Tuesday night for episode number 47 of the Project 70 show.